The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast, Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know I'm determined to bring us all back to our superpower itself. Now, you've heard me talk about breath work time and time again. I hope you're not rolling your eyes, but I continue to firmly believe that this is one of the easiest and essential practices that we can all put into our daily routines and really shifts what happens in our lives. If you don't believe me and you're tired of hearing me talk about this, I have the right guest. I have Jen Broyles with me today. Jen is a holistic health coach, a Soma breathwork instructor, an essential oils coach, and founder of the Sacred Breath Community, who helps individuals restore and optimize their health by calming their nervous systems down and addressing the root cause of their symptoms. Jen focuses on the impact of chronic stress, gut health, emotional imprints that may keep us all stuck in the same condition. And again, this is something I see over and over again in practice. So Jen, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for joining us. How did you get into this field of breath work and how do we prevent everyone from being so tired of of hearing the word breath work, but still not really being able to connect the dots on why it's so important? Yeah. So Dr. Taz, thank you so much for having me on your show. And yeah, I mean, it is really remarkable how important the breath is and how how often we take it for granted and don't see the importance in this life-giving um, tool that we have built within us. And I really got into the world of holistic health and then ultimately breath work. I think like so many, so many of us in the, the natural health world, we set out on this path trying to solve, um, you know, a health issue we're facing, or we're trying to help a loved one. And that was the case for me. Um, you know, I found myself in my, in my early 20s, struggling with some digestive issues, and for years, just managing it, not talking to anybody about it, just, you know, thinking eventually it would go away, having no clue at that time about the importance of gut health or anything like that, and really not being tuned into my body um, at all. And then over the years, it, it just kind of stemmed into other issues. Again, I'm thinking they're completely unrelated, but just a lot of anxiety and, um, and skin issues and hormone imbalances. And at that time, you know, this is late 20s, early 30s. I'm working in pharmaceutical sales. That is the mm. model of medicine that I grew up with, that I knew, that I trusted, that I believed in. And, right. and I found myself seeing so many different doctors and specialists with all of these different issues. and doing a bunch of tests and being prescribed a bunch of different medications and nothing was really helping. And Mm -hmm. that's when I felt like I had to, you know, start looking elsewhere. And I started with nutrition and just started reading books on nutrition because I didn't really know a whole lot about what real nutrition was. And the more I read and the more I researched, the more I learned about um, these other fields of natural medicine and functional medicine and holistic wellness. And I loved it. And so much so that I went back to school and studied integrative nutrition and started um, working as a health coach to help other people that were struggling with um, some chronic ailments as well and weren't finding answers. And throughout that journey, and we're talking many years, um, you know, I, I would find, you know, some relief from changing the way I ate and the foods that I was consuming and, um, going on different supplement protocols would would help as well. But there was a plateau, you know, it was like, 
I've done some good stuff, but there's something that's not being addressed. And it took me many years to realize this underlying stress component and emotional component that, um, that was, that was a real thing that needed to be looked at. And, um, and breath work, when I finally found breath work through just hearing about it from different people and finally like listening and, Maybe. um, and, and exploring that, I was amazed at how incredible this practice is. Um, I didn't know what breathwork was to begin with. And once I experienced it, it was so transformational. And it, I, I, I knew I had some emotional stuff to work on. I knew I had some, some stress stuff to work on as well. Just like the mental, emotional, spiritual piece of, of healing. Um, I just didn't know how to go about doing it. And, um, and the breath work is one of the tools that has helped me tremendously. And now I love sharing it with others. Oh, I think that's incredible. I continue. I mean, it's so many of us, you know, started walking this road because of our own personal journeys and it became accidental journeys afterwards with, you know, what we decided to focus our attention on. And it sounds like you've had the same experience. How would you define breath work? to somebody listening right now and more, you know, and even Soma breath work and all these different types of breath work, how would you simplify that down for us? So a very simple explanation would be breath awareness and conscious breathing. Like I think those two combined together is what breath work is. Um, a more broader explanation would, would really be, you know, looking at it more from almost this spiritual angle of, you know, when we, when we breathe in, we're breathing in this vital life force energy, this prana, right? Um, and then when we breathe out, we're exhaling toxins, physically, mentally, emotionally, like that's how we detox. Mm. And, um, and so I, I see that as very profound. And, and just when you, when you take a minute and think about the breath, you know, it's, it's the first thing we do when we come into this world is take a breath in. And the, the last thing we do when we leave this world is, is exhale. And so why aren't we paying more attention to how that process is working throughout our life, right? And most of us are breathing improperly because our breath gets hijacked by stress. You know, our breath is this one function in the body that, you know, is involuntary, but it can also be voluntary. So it is you know, under the influence of the autonomic nervous system, thankfully, right. we don't have to to think about it and consciously do it. It kind of happens for us in the background, which is beautiful. But at the same time, if it's if it's been hijacked by stress, it's likely it's functioning improperly, like we're breathing erratically or irregularly or fast or shallow. Um, and it's throwing all these other functions in the body off and it's making us more stressed and, um, and just unable to like, you know, process our emotions and deal with normal stressors and all of these things. And so once we start to tune into our breath and slow it down and calm our nervous system, um, then we can really activate healing on so many different levels. Well, I think it's so important to understand that. And where does Soma breath work? Like, what is that in particular? How does that differ from the many different types of breath work that are out there? I'm a big yoga person. I love doing Mm -hmm. a lot of yoga breathing. So a lot of that type of breathing is what I'm accustomed to mm-hmm. a lot of the four, seven, eight breath that I learned in my yeah. fellowship, you know, with, you know, um, inhaling and then holding that for seven and then exhaling for eight and always trying to make your exhales longer than your inhales, you know, so a lot of that I'm familiar with. I'm not honestly not as familiar with Soma breath work. 
And I think this is ironic that this is today. So I've been playing with these devices. You know, they're always wearable and trackable devices. And I've oh, been yeah. playing with some of them. And one of them in particular is trying to measure your metabolism based on your breath. And, you know, I've been kind of fighting with it. And it's been it's been an interesting relationship with this device because it's all, <laughs> it never likes my breath. It's like, can oh, you please do it again? Can you inhale longer? Can you exhale longer? And mm. then today it was like, finally, let me try it again. It was like, you have really abnormal levels of CO2 in your breath. Please come back and try again in an hour. So I'm like, I think that I'm just, you know, I'm, you know, I think I just done hot yoga. I answered a couple of emails. I was pretty wound up. And so I think that's why, you know, it's getting that irregularity, but, uh, you know, talk to us about Soma breath work in particular and what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So Soma breathwork is rooted in those ancient traditions of yoga and pranayama. And so it's these techniques that have been used for thousands of years um, and, and were known to be beneficial at the time, really, you know, intuitively uh, by those people because they were so, in, you know, in tune with their bodies and connected with nature and on a, they, they just knew it. They, they knew that the way they breathe really influenced, you know, their overall health. And now we have the science to, to back that up. Like you're talking about these devices you're using or um, really giving you information on your breath and how that relates to other functions and, and health status in your body. And so, um, so with Soma breath, it is kind of a, a, a combination of some of these ancient techniques um, where we are uh, practicing rhythmic diaphragmatic breathing so we're really slowing our breath down. There's some forms of breath work that are really rapid fire breathing, which is which has its own set of benefits. Um, but with soma breath, for the most part, we're we're breathing in a rhythm, um, and it's it's usually for a count like in for four and out for four. And in my classes, like I'll I'll switch it up too. So maybe it's in for two and out for two, or like you mentioned, extending the exhale. We'll double the length of our exhale. Um, and I can talk about what those, those different ways of doing it, um, how they benefit yeah. the body. But one of some of the keys with Soma is that we're breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. There's so much um, benefit to nostril breathing. Like we should be breathing through our nose on a regular basis as part of our habitual breathing. We should be breathing through our nose and a lot of us aren't. Um, and especially at night too, that's one thing I've been working on personally is like really monitoring my breath at night and am hmm. I breathing through my nose during the night? So we're breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth and we're breathing in a rhythm. And what I love about Soma breath is that we're doing it to this really uh, profound transformational high vibe music. And so the music is very specific to this form of breath work. It has breath sounds built into it. Some of it may have counting as well, which is nice to help keep you on track. But I find it to be great practice to really help us change our breathing habits on a normal basis. Because, you know, if we find that we're breathing improperly, you know, this that didn't happen yesterday. It's happened over a period of years or decades. And so to really correct our breath, it's going to take time. It's going to take practice and consistency and effort and intentionality to really create new habits and new ways of breathing. And so... So we're breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. And when we extend the exhale, so if we're maybe breathing in for two and out for four, or in for four and out for eight, um, this is really, really beneficial at activating the parasympathetic nervous system. So that is your rest, relax, digest, restore, healing state of your nervous system that many of us aren't in often enough because we're living in survival mode. 
So it really helps us get into that parasympathetic state. And, um, and because it's because when, when you extend the length of your exhale, um, that is really, uh, focusing on the parasympathetic nervous system. The inhale focuses on sympathetic, exhale stimulates parasympathetic. So, so that's the benefit to extending the exhale. Now, when we're breathing in more of a, um, equal rhythm, say in for four and out for four, that's really bringing balance to the nervous system and to just the natural rhythms of the body. So, you know, ideally on a regular basis, our breath should be in a nice, consistent, slow rhythm um, because that influences all the other rhythms in your body. If you think about the different functions that work in a rhythm, your digestion, your your heart rate, your blood pressure, your circadian rhythms mm-hmm. that really affect the quality of your sleep at night. And it really helps restore some of that balance to the rhythms of our body and bring things back into homeostasis. And then um, in addition to the rhythmic breathing, we also incorporate some breath holds, breath retention, intermittent hypoxia. is Yeah, let's talk about that. I was curious. I saw that in your notes and I was like, what is she referring to with breath retention and intermittent hypoxia? Explain, maybe break that down. What is breath retention and what is intermittent hypoxia? And then how does that in any way benefit us? Yeah, absolutely. So breath retention is simply holding your breath. And so, so we'll do phases of the rhythmic breathing. And at the end of the rhythmic breathing, we'll, we'll go into a breath retention phase. So I'll usually say, take a deep breath fully in, you'll breathe in through the nose and then fully out through the mouth, exhaling all the air in your lungs and holding your breath. And, you know, we've just had this, um, real intense period of rhythmic breathing. We've been building up a lot of oxygen in the body and oxygenating our body. And so we actually can hold our breath for pretty long, longer than we would imagine we could. And so we hold our breath for as long as we can. And through practice, you can build up and find that you can hold your breath longer and longer. But intermittent hypoxic training has been used to treat a range of disorders, including high blood pressure, Parkinson's, emotional disorders, and more. And really, the first yogis thousands of years ago knew about this. Um, they used it in, in their pranayama practices as well. And what's happening here is one, we are, we are reducing the oxygen levels in the body for a brief period of time. So the body adapts to having less oxygen and starts to become more efficient at producing energy. And then we're also putting a positive stress response on the body, which again, over time with practice is going to make you more resilient to stress. Mm-hmm. And I think we could all use that. Like if yeah, we can, seriously, you, know, yeah. you know, like we're not going to the idea of just, you know, eliminating all the stress from our life is, is not super realistic, but if we can become more resilient to it, so it doesn't trigger us as much. Um, and it doesn't activate that stress response as much. That's really powerful. And, and this type of practice can really help to do that. And what I love so much about the, the breath hold, the intermittent hypoxia too, is that this is a time to really go deep into a meditative state to access the subconscious mind to begin reprogramming, rewiring imprints um, that have were probably formed in early childhood, those ages of zero to seven years old, and have been stored in our subconscious ever since and might be holding us back from living our full potential. Um, it can start to release some of that. And, and we can begin to rewire the brain and bring in more empowering beliefs, thoughts, patterns, new habits, 
things like that. So this is the time where we can do that. So it is, it's a really powerful experience um, for a physical healing aspect, but also this emotional release um, as well. Zero to seven. So explain that to us. So a lot of a lot. So, you know, one of the things I see all the time in practice is people have a lot of information, right? We're no longer in where we don't know things. You mm-hmm. can click a button and you can find things out or go on social media and you can amass a wealth of information. But the biggest challenge for everyone, myself included, is are those pre, probably pre-wired, I'm assuming so, like emotional impulses that will sabotage you in different ways, whether they sabotage a health plan or they sabotage a relationship or they sabotage you financially. What is so significant about zero to seven? Is it, Can you help uh, folks out there listening understand that time frame in particular? Yeah, so that time frame, our we, we're absorbing information during that time. Um, our brains are still developing and we are unable at that time to fully rationalize situations and circumstances. So we observe something and we put a belief around it. Um, and so it could be, it, it could be a traumatic experience the way you experienced it as a child mm-hmm. from zero to seven. Um, even though if an adult were to look at that experience, it wouldn't, it like wouldn't appear as traumatic. Right. It's not a big deal, right? But right. the way you experienced it and the way you interpreted it in your, in your small mind at that time before you could really make sense of certain things, um, it, it, it set a foundation. Um, and a lot of that stuff gets stored and, and, and ultimately kind of trapped, you know, sometimes in our bodies, if we don't know how to process it. So whether it was, you know, something that happened that made you believe that you're not worthy or, you know, you're, you're too much and people don't have time for you or, um, you're not lovable or whatever it may be. I mean, it could have literally been witnessing an argument with between your parents, you know, and not knowing how to make sense of that and feeling like it was your fault, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Um, And so it can really set the stage for how we live the rest of our life and things that trigger us and things that hold us back. Um, And so I found that to be really powerful because it's allowed me along with some other tools to really uncover some of that um, emotional trauma, if you will, that I've subconsciously like, you know, defined myself by in a way. And, um, and it's, it's really impacted how I make decisions, how I live my life. Um, and, and, you know, how I receive information too, the things that I take personally, or the things that offend me and things like that, um, a lot of times are rooted back to those early childhood years. Interesting. So let's do some practical stuff. So for those of you not watching and you're listening, we'll try to talk our way through it. So show us an example of what maybe a way is to bring breath work into our practice. And I'm assuming the right way to do this is to have some sort of daily rhythm to this so that you really can rewire the brain. So give us a few examples of uh, what we can do and when we should be doing it. What are the best circumstances, environment, times of day to do this stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we'll talk about a good, just a few good daily practices. Um, The best way to really experience 
the breath work to its full extent is to attend a class. Um, and I do a lot of online classes, especially now everything is virtual. So, mm -hmm. um, so I would really encourage you to attend a class and get that full experience. Um, but just a few techniques that you can implement into your day that are super easy. Cause again, the breath, you always have it with you. You can do this anytime. It's just being intentional about it. So, um, anytime you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and, amped up and you just need to calm, you, you feel like, gosh, I just need to calm down. I need to relax. Um, then a good technique to help you do that, to get into that parasympathetic rest, relax, digest state is to take a big breath in through the nose. And you want to breathe in from your diaphragm, you know, feel your belly expand, right? So, so many of us just do this shallow chest breathing. Most of us only use 30% of our lung capacity. So, so breathe in deep from the belly, expand that diaphragm and then fill up the chest. So you're really getting that full breath. You're using your full lung capacity and then exhale super, super slowly. Like you're, you're breathing out through a straw. Okay. So you would breathe in through the nose and then real slowly out through the mouth. See, you're still breathing. I have to stop. <laughs> what yeah. does that mean? That's why that device is getting better. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it really is. Into my reserve, or yeah, it's it's just practice. You know, I know in the beginning for me, I was like, I, I felt like I couldn't take a really deep inhale. You know, yeah. and then through practice, we're really working that diaphragm, and the more you do it, because so many of us, we're not using our diaphragm ever. You know, um, but the more you practice, the more you can really expand and take a bigger inhale. So then you've got more to exhale. And so just doing, you know, one to two minutes of that is super, super calming. And it can just center you, it can ground you, it can help you make better decisions, uh, be more responsive and less reactive. So that's a great tool for stress. Um, okay. which and I know one to two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Do it any time of day. Yeah. Is that enough to rewire the brain though? Is that enough to really truly re rewire? I would, so I would say that's a great tool to just get out of fight or flight, you okay. know, um, really a full breathwork practice and, and doing it consistently is going to be where you're going to really start to, to release some emotional stuff, tap into the subconscious mind and really start to reprogram and rewire the brain. Um, so in terms of an actual breathwork practice, you know, when I teach classes, they're an hour long. And so we go really deep, but once you've experienced this breathwork and you've got some tools and, um, you know, doing a daily breathwork practice of 10 to 20 minutes can be really beneficial. And then maybe do an hour long session, you know, once a week, every couple of weeks, whatever feels right to you, um, will allow that deep dive and some of that emotional work and, um, some of that healing work. If, if Do you need a coach to kind of help you through this? If you're trying to go beyond like the 10 minutes a day or. Yeah, I think it's nice to have a coach. That's, I did that when I first got started. So, um, when I was first exposed to this breath work, I went to a class and, um, just, the, the first experience was so great for me that I was like, how do I get more? And then I really worked with a coach to go deep, um, for, for a while in several sessions. 
Um, and it was actually in those sessions uh, where I got this calling to become an instructor myself because I was like, this is a powerful tool and not enough people know about it. So I wanted to really help get the word out there and teach it. And so I do private sessions, but I also have a community, a membership community for people mm -hmm. that that want more of a group aspect. So we'll do group classes. Okay. So either way is great. It just really depends what resonates with you and, and what you're wanting to work on. Gotcha. And is that, I'm assuming what the sacred breath community is mm -hmm. in particular? Yep. So, and yep. then does that meet like weekly or how does that work? So, so yeah, so it's, it's a monthly membership and it gives you access to two online breathwork classes a month. Um, those are the hour long sessions. Some months I do more than that. Like this month, um, it's November right now at the time of the recording and I'm doing uh, four classes this month. So, mm -hmm. so it's at least two every month. And then you also get access to some awesome uh, audio breathwork meditations that you can download and listen to in your own time. And they range from 10 to 30 minutes. So they're great for a daily practice. So whether you do that first thing when you wake up in the morning or at night before bed, um, those are great to have on hand to really implement your own daily practice. And then there's some also there's some other breathing techniques in that community as well that you can use like the one I just shared with you. There's one for longevity. Um, there's one for really uh, building up that parasympathetic uh, nervous system. And so lots of different tools in there. What's the one for longevity? Is that more, <laughs> how, how do you tailor it to longevity versus stress? Yeah, so the longevity one is more of a fast um, breath. And again, you're breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth, but you're breathing pretty quickly and you're doing um, about 20 to 30 rounds of that. And then you go into the breath retention um, okay. and you hold your breath for a while. And so it's very energizing. Got um, it. But but it's really good for so many things. In, it in sounds like it's body. holding it almost like lung reserve to a certain yeah. extent. You know? Yeah. So yeah. So I have a sloppy diaphragm is what I've learned. <laughs> I have very I that. <laughs> little reserve left. So definitely need to be doing more breath work. I do a lot of yoga, but I think that you know, even my yoga to a certain extent is like competitive. Like how long can I hold this pose? Oh, yeah. You know, I am trying to breathe my way through it, but, but I think where there's not a goal in mind and it's just the breath might be something to focus on for sure. Yeah. Now how, uh, you know, this has been amazing and so opportune time, right? I think this has been a bruising year and a year of quiet and reflection, but also a year of a lot of stress and chaos. So I think turning inward is what many of us have done, including myself. And that's revealed a lot of great gifts. So if this is something people want to continue to do and they feel like it's their tool to move forward, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, check out my website. It's my name, jenbroyles.com. And I have a number of resources on there. You can learn about the sacred breath community on there. You can also learn about my private breathwork coaching. I have some, I have some blog resources and some freebies for you if you want to dive in, um, from that angle as well. Um, and then you can contact me through my website too. So that's, that's probably the best place to go. I'm also on social media on Instagram at Jim Broyles health coach. And then if you search Jim Broyles on Facebook, you can find me as well. So I would love to connect, um, in whatever way works for you. That's amazing. Well, thank you for taking time out today to join us and talk about this very simple, but very important tool to add to our wellness box when we're trying to push ourselves forward and be the best version of ourselves, which is what I know all of us want. So thank you very much. I appreciate it.
Well, thank and for you, everybody Dr. else watching this episode of Superwoman Wellness, stay super powered. Remember your breath would be your starting point and it's easy to do. Sometimes wellness feels overwhelming and like there's too much stuff to do or it's too expensive. This is an easy, simple tool. So I encourage you guys to check it out, check Jen out and use it as a part of your toolbox. Thank you for joining me. Stay healthy, stay well, stay super powered. Remember we're on Spotify as well. So rate and review this with your friends and share it with your friends. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.